The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. Coming to you without pants. It is the Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, here with an episode that really doesn't have to be lengthy because the entire episode could be encapsulated in four words. Now, these are four words that no one ever wants to hear, but everyone wants to say. And those four words are none other than, I told you so. Uh, of course, I guess I could go with three words in this case. And uh, these are also three words that, that well, uh, I don't think people mind hearing these so much. Certainly people love saying them. And those three words are, I was right. Um, and I have been right in what we're about to talk about. I have been right in this for 10 years of recording Sovereign Tech. It is something, it is, a, they are concepts. It is a point in overall concern that I have brought to four in pretty much every episode that I have. And these are technologies. Yes, we're going to talk about technologies that I have not forgotten about, but much of the rest of the world has. However, one person at least has not. And that one person, and this, this is uh, this, this tweet, of course, I'm not on Twitter, uh, but this tweet got shared in the discord channel, the sovereign tech discord channel, which incredibly honored, uh, uh, you know, to have everybody involved there. Of course, you have to be a patron. You have to be, you know, subscribe to Sovereign Tech on Patreon. It's the only way you can get access to the Discord channel. Um, and you can get in there. And this got shared on the Discord channel. Uh, and it's by Jack Dorsey. And it was tweeted out. This is incredibly fresh. April 2nd, 2022 at 1.53 p.m. Eastern Time. Jack Dorsey at Jack. Here we go. What did you, you know, the, the, cause he's not CEO of Twitter anymore, but here's what the ex CEO of Twitter had to say. Quote, the days of Usenet, woo, IRC, woo, the web, eh, even email with PGP, put that in parens, woo, were amazing. You hear that? Let me, let me, all right, I'm not done with the tweet, but let's reread that. The days of Usenet. Woo, all right. Sorry. sorry I got to stop. Woo, so I just, <laughs> I just love hearing somebody with 6 million fucking followers on some platform mentioning that Usenet even existed. That store and forward was a fucking thing. IRC. Woo, right, sorry. I said I'd stop wooing. I got to read this sentence. I got to get through it. But I, <laughs> I mean, I look to my right. There's a very small shelf of books that will never go above 20 books that has what I consider to be the 20 most important books ever composed by mankind. Do you know what one of those books happens to be to my right in the BDSM Studio 3? It is none other. Or wait, it's two, isn't it? BDSM Studio 2? <laughs> I lost track of which one I'm in. It is none of the book to my right is none other than the book of IRC from No Starch Press from 20 years ago. Yes, I consider that to be one of the 20 most important books ever developed. Why? Because I consider IRC to still be fucking important. I still use it every single day I am on IRC. I'm not going to go into what I'm doing there, but I'm on there. That's how important IRC is, in my opinion. Now, 
Let's get through this sentence, shall we? <laughs> the days of Usenet, IRC, the web, dot, 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 even email with PGP, dot, 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 were amazing. Centralizing discovery and identity into corporations really damaged the internet, period. I realize I'm partially to blame, comma, and regret it, period. That's the tweet. Holy shit. I mean, is this not what I have been saying forever? Why aren't we going back to using Usenet? Why aren't we going back to IRC? Hell, I, I managed the Sovereign Tech IRC channel for years, um, you know, even up until recently. Uh, you know, why? how about email with PGP? Still the best. We're actually going to talk about something else that I'm completely right on when it comes to messaging. Um, but I have been recommending PGP encrypted email above any other messenger. Every single time on this show for 10 years strong. You don't want to believe the golden stallion. You don't want to believe Dr. Brian sovereign. Will you believe Jack Dorsey? I mean, I'll admit it. This is unbelievable to hear him say it. Uh, it's incredibly convenient that he gets to make his billions off of, you know, a, a fucking disgusting technology like Twitter, which it is because it's social media. Um, and then he gets to get all ethical. <laughs> it seems to be the path many go, but whatever. But I cannot tell you over 10 years how many times I have had the conversations and I have had conversations with CEOs of billion dollar companies who have told me, Stallion, that's crazy. When I've said, no, we got, we got to get away from the World Wide Web. I mean, unfortunately, Jack still says web, but hopefully he meant more like web 1.0, which everything he's talking about here is more of. Uh, I mean, you got to understand web 1.0 is, a, you know, or what the, the World Wide Web, as he mentioned, is, is a separate protocol. I mean, this you've heard me say that a million times, right? How email is, you know, it's SMTP. That's not the internet. Like it's part of the internet, but the internet is separate protocols. Okay. Usenet is a protocol. IRC is a protocol. The World Wide web, which is what most people think the internet is, is really just a protocol. It's not the internet. Email is a separate protocol. You've heard me bring this up a million times. Why? Because I want people to continue using and explore the other protocols that exist that make up the big, bad internet. And it's amazing for someone who's a CEO still of a incredibly successful company in this in this case, Square, because he's because Jack Dorsey's still in charge of that for him to even like recognize that these technologies exist. And not only that they existed, but that they were a great thing and they still are, but that they were a great thing. Fuck, man. My work here is done. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not done. I'll never be done. Why? Because there's new things to explore. We're going to talk about those as well. Um, but I, I had to talk about this. I had to get this out there because if you missed it, you need to know about it. You need to know that I was right. That I've been right. I feel like Dr. Hans Zarkoff, right? <laughs> Formerly at NASA. <laughs> I've been right all these years, right? You can, you can just hear topple, you know, saying it in flash Gordon. I told you shit was great. Nobody believed me. Nobody. But then Jack Dorsey comes out and says it. And what's he got? 72, almost 73,000 likes on this. 
11.4 or let's see 11 about yeah about 11,000 um 11,000 retweets that's pretty damn good for something talking about shit that nobody else seems to know even fucking existed i mean it's annoying because it's like okay well jack says it and people agree oh, brian sovereign says it oh, well, he's fucking crazy i love it man i love it i mean i'm not like a f- big fan of jack dorsey or anything but fucking right <laughs> speak that truth to power baby and then and then morons if you read down on the thread and i'll, I'll you know <laughs> despite my better judgment i'll link to the tweet and i recognize the irony there uh for jack and myself but um you know w- w- when you scroll down uh, you'll see where, where a bunch of people say, yeah, this is what Web3 is going to solve. And Jack just instantly says, no, <laughs> fuck you. I mean, he doesn't say fuck you, but he's essentially saying that he's just like same problems, different words. That's what he says. And which is exactly what I've said. So basically in 2022, Jack Dorsey has come out saying so many things that Sovereign Tech has been espousing and saying, you know, since 2013, 2012, really. Great, Jack. Well, again, <laughs> I'm just glad that that message um, is out there. So now, at the very least, you know, maybe I still get to maybe maybe people people still want to call me crazy. I don't know, but at least now I'm not the only one, and I'm not alone. And there are other people who are absolutely saying, "No, you don't understand." Usenet, IRC, email with PGP encryption were great, are great things. We shouldn't have moved beyond that. I mean, because that's the other half of what Jack is saying here. He says he ruined the Internet. He ruined these wonderful protocols that we had. Well, the fortunate thing is, again, we can still take advantage of all of them. IRC, Usenet, email with PGP, and there are even new Internet protocols. In fact, I'm not going to do a deep dive on it here, but let me tell you, and I will link to it in the show notes so that you can look further into it. Um, But an amazing thing happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know how I didn't know about this. Uh, It really kind of came out of nowhere. In fact, there's an irony because this is clearly something. There is a new Internet protocol. That's what we're going to talk about. This is something that as I, the, the, the phrase that I use is that the only innovations really come out of garages with solder smoke rising from them. The irony in my statement of that is that this new internet protocol that has me excited as fuck was made by an anonymous person whose name is none other than solder punk. <laughs> it's perfect. Right. Like I said, the the only good new developments are going to come out of garages with solder smoke rising out of them. And then what happens? A guy named solder punk fucking makes something that actually excites me about the Internet. Holy hell. So what are we talking about here? It is a new protocol. Um, It has yet to be as far as I understand, it is yet to be submitted to the IETF, um, you know, for standardization. But it's called Gemini. And what happened was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I use, of course, I'm, I'm infamous for I, I use a Windows 7 machine uh, quite often. OK, of course, you know, Linux is my Linux and OpenBSD are my main drivers. But uh, but I do have a Windows 7 machine. Fuck every other version of Windows. <laughs> 7 XP in 2000, baby. <laughs> Fuck the rest. Um, I mean, I've got middle fingers flying high here. So. What I it's with Windows 7. And, and I've only just, 
and, and I'll, I'll try and be, I want to be brief on this because again, we don't have to spend a ton of time here. Okay. Uh, with windows seven, there's really no good reason that anything that runs on windows 10 or 11 shouldn't be running in windows seven. Now it's starting to get to a point with certain aspects of, uh, I think it's like, well, anyway, there's DLLs or, you know, .NET frameworks or whatever, where things can natively break, even if you run them portably within windows seven, usually that's the way to get around, um, certain dependencies that software, you know, a lot of modern software might need for windows 10 or windows 11, even though, again, that's really all bullshit. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's Microsoft just pulling stunts to try and sell more PCs or whatever else they're trying to do, force you to use one drive, which again, fingers rise, <laughs> fingers raised, uh, fuck. Anyway. Um, so I use portableapps.com. Now I've been using portableapps.com. They're not a sponsor, which they were, they're not. Uh, I've been using them since they've came into existence. You know, we're talking before 2010, um, big fan, big fan. It, it, essentially it's, it gives you the ability to run, um, an entire software suite. And we're talking like Firefox, even Google Chrome. If you happen to be of that persuasion, um, you know, in fact, IRC software like HexChat, you know, like just a bunch of different, all, all kinds of Windows software, even games and everything. And you can run it off of a portable hard drive. And that's why they call it portable apps. You can also run it just on your computer, which that's what I do is like, like I kind of copy and paste it around. Uh, you can even like run it in Dropbox if you wanted. Um, I mean, it, like the options are pretty amazing with this, but it keeps me from any time I, you know, reload a windows machine. It keeps me from having to go through the whole process of installing a bunch of software and all this other crap when I can just, you know, swap around this entire software suite. It's, it's just a wonderful fucking thing. Um, so recently there, there have been issues and they're working on it. I know where, where some software is not natively working in windows seven, uh, with portable apps.com. But anyway, so I was looking at, okay, what new software has come out? And I ran across this browser. It's, it's called a browser, but it's called LaGrange, you know, and I'm always intrigued at what new web browsers are, are getting developed, even though, you know, not necessarily that I'd recommend going to other browsers, but I'm looking at this. I'm like, wait, what is this? It's like a browser for the Gemini protocol. I was like, what the fuck is the Gemini protocol? And so I install it and it's incredibly simplistic and gorgeous. This, this browser LaGrange, I installed on portableapps.com. Um, that's the other nice thing about portableapps.com is it really is a kind of a filter for what software is actually worth your time. Because if somebody's taking the time to make it available on that, um, you know, it's gotta be useful to somebody, which is great. So, uh, so then I go and read up about the Gemini protocol and what is actually called project Gemini. Um, and it's essentially, it's, it's all it is, is a protocol for, for documents, for accessing remote documents and hyperlinking between them. It is effectively to be clear on what project or on what uh, the Gemini protocol is. It is effectively web 1.0. It is the internet that if you're my age, if you grew up before the internet existed, it is the internet that we were promised. The internet we were promised was simply the ability to read a bunch of shit online, maybe every book ever written and be able to instantly search the text and all this stuff. Now that's not what the internet ended up becoming. 
The internet ended up getting dominated by ads and whatever other horseshit. Okay. But this is the internet that we were promised. Now, could I get conspiratorial of why we don't have that internet? Uh, I mean, in some ways we do, but even like Google books falling away. Anyway, that's, that's a much bigger conversation. Is there a conspiracy around it? Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want is to give everybody access and especially easily searchable access to every book, you know, to, to the knowledge base of humanity, because <laughs> fuck what's going to come out of that. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of authoritarian regimes. that wouldn't appreciate that one. Of course, every regime is authoritarian. Uh, every government is, but anyway, besides my point, the Gemini protocol is incredibly exciting because this is all that I want. Yes. I want like you could essentially put every book up via the Gemini protocol, make it instantly searchable and even cross-reference and all this. And, and that's all it needs to do. Fuck the fucking ads, even fuck email, fuck all that shit. And just have it be that the internet just have that be, or I mean, you could still do email, right? But email is a separate protocol. So it's not like it has to adapt to the Gemini protocol for it to work. Uh, your email, you know, SMTP could reference what's going on in Gemini, but this is fucking awesome. This is exactly, if I want interconnectivity around the world, you know, the access to remote documents or books, read it that way. Bingo, baby. Awesome. Just have this giant storehouse around the world of like every document, every, uh, you know, every uh, scientific paper, every book, you know, ever written. Yeah, you can go to Z library and download. Of course, I'm all for that local data. You know, that's me, baby. I'm always saying go local with your data. But this is cool. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, so I'll link to in the show notes for that. So, so check that out because as far as, you know, a lot of people, the other thing that a lot of people were responding to Jack with was, okay, well then what's, what's the answer? Like, like if this, you know, if this is a problem, if you destroyed the internet or were part of what, what destroyed the internet, what, or what the dreams were perhaps of the internet, um, then what do we do? Well, I'll tell you right now, Gemini protocol is a major part of the solution. I mean, I'm all for going back to like Usenet and BBSs and everything and having, you know, decentralized, truly decentralized networks that actually don't communicate with each other. Um, you know, they could go through, you know, nodes, but the node is your personal PC and all that. That's fine. Um, but if we're going to have a big interconnected database, Gemini protocol is the sauce. That's what we want on it. I'm all for it. Uh, so this is, this is absolutely uh, a part of the solution, you know, because honestly, I, frankly, I, I, I call bullshit on most people who complain about the problems of the internet. I mean, clearly Jack gets it like that's abundantly clear. And he, it, and you know, he gets it also because he knows that web three is not the solution. But the problem is you've got a lot of people complaining about privacy and about, oh, Google has control of this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, you have all these people out there you know, who are commentating on the matter, but clearly they don't understand the technology. They don't have the history of technology to, you know, to grok like Jack did, you know, where, where things worked that we actually may have uh, innovated beyond perfection, which that's possible. You know, maybe Usenet was perfection. Maybe BBSs were the best way, you know, to do uh, uh, networking. I, I mean, yeah, okay, you know, maybe you don't want a cable that, that's made of Bakelite <laughs> that is, and you don't want, like, uh, to pay long distance fees or something to be able to access a great BBS or something, sure. Um, but the concepts, you know, the abstract concepts more so, uh, you know, were may have been the, the way it was meant to be. It's sure as fuck better than what we have now. 
But again, you've got a lot of people out there who are complaining and espousing supposed solutions that clearly don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And honestly, that's as dangerous as anything on the Internet. Because that's not just that's not misinformation. That's stupidity. And that's worse. Give me a misinformation all day long because I can just easily like, you know, kind of filter through that. But stupidity can often come with confidence and a air of authority. And again, that's the real problem. That's dangerous. Misinformation, nothing, you know, like information is just information. You can filter that out. But, when, you know, when you got morons out there talking like they know what they talk, what like pretending that they know what they're talking about, um, yeah, that, that's a problem on a whole other level. But, you know, while we're talking about solutions to problems, um, I want to bring this up as well, because it's another case. And this will probably be the title of the episode. It's another case where I was right. Because I've gone on shows recently and I've been talking about this for a very long time that a lot of your, okay, I mean, we're switching gears here to smartphones, to Android smartphones specifically, and you've got to get it, but this is the same deal. It's a perfect segue because you got a lot of idiots out there who are claiming they have solutions, okay, to de-Google your phone and to get away from Google and the other tech giants or whatever, but then they're still accessing Google servers and you're still you know, with like, say, just notifications and things simple like that. Um, you're not really de-Googling. You're not really, uh, uh, you know, like... You're not really reining in your privacy. Okay. And the solution there is to not have like, say with a messaging app. Okay. Which is where notifications matter. But the solution is that you, you know, don't access Google servers. You don't become reliant upon uh, push notifications from Google. Okay. Now I've been saying this for a very long time. And everybody's just like, I get usually get two responses about this. The third response I never get. No one ever says, oh, geez, you're right. We got to do something about that. I, I almost never hear that. So the two responses I get. One is, oh, you, 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 people will just go ad absurdum, right? Like they'll say, oh, well, what are you going to go, you know, bake your own processors in your backyard, which shut up. <laughs> what, what does that response help at all? In fact, that's not that's not even a response. Like that's not an argument against what I am saying because you're essentially saying I'm right, but you don't want to deal with it. The, the other response is actually very similar in saying that I'm right, but they don't want to deal with it. And that is, I don't care about notifications. Okay. I, look, you have no, and I'm not, I'm being serious. Okay. I'm not insulting in saying this. I am so fucking jealous of people. And I mean, jealous of people who don't have to worry about notifications in their life who, yeah, I can take that email whenever I need, or I can take that telegram message whenever I need, eh, you know, whatever. If I get to it in five days, who gives a shit? Blah, blah. That's awesome, baby. And I mean, that's so cool that, that you have gotten to that point in life. I am not there. And 99% of the planet is not there where they don't have to care about the notification coming. Most people today to work, especially with remote work to work, they have to get the notification. In fact, they probably have to get it that fucking minute. Now it's not right. That's not how life should be. That's not how work should be. I'm a, I'm a thousand percent with you. Okay. But it is how it is today. 
practically. It sucks. It's terrible, but that's how it is. So you can respond that way, but understand that if you're going to apply that and say, well, then, you know, it's a problem I don't have to worry about. You're just being an asshole to 99% of the planet. Again, I respect you. I think it's amazing that you don't have to do that. God damn it. You made the right life choices, whatever those happen to be. And I, like I said, I am jealous. I will admit it. Okay. Um, but most people need those notifications and they cannot operate with a smartphone, um, you know, where they are not going to get those notifications, uh, you know, and, and have that like regular uptime and everything else. Now, all of that said, okay, most apps, if you, here, here's what happens, you will get what you are told is some kind of like privacy smartphone. You either install uh, the Google Play Store, which is a rootkit and at that point, the instant you install the Google Play Store, frankly, you might as well be using Google's Android. Like, that that's where we're at, okay? So the instant that you do that, um, you know, like, like what, what privacy did you gain? You may have gained more functionality by putting Lineage OS on your phone. Great. Uh, but, and, and I mean that, great. And I love Lineage OS, and I think it's a great community. But you didn't gain privacy. You didn't, you didn't take down the tech giants a few notches, um, by doing that in any way, because you just installed the Google play store and don't tell me about Aurora or any, all that crap is still accessing the Google play store. You haven't changed shit. Okay. Don't tell me about your freedom phone. You haven't changed shit. You haven't de-Googled fucking anything moron. Okay. So what you need to do, uh, in fact, there is, if you go to the F store on an Android device, as many of you know, if you install Telegram, you get what's called Telegram FOSS. Telegram FOSS will leave this very annoying notifications in your, you know, in your notification drawer on your Android device. Now, why does it do this? It does this so that there is a persistent connection to Telegram servers, not Google's, to Telegram servers so that you can get the notification, uh, you know, when you get a, a new Telegram message. It's kludgy. It's an ugly way of doing it, but a brilliant move all the same. Um, and for many, this has, and, and certainly in my line of work, it has become like my recommendation of, okay, you really want to use like EOS or graphene or something like that. Graphene has some other solutions in it, you know, which, which is great for, for, uh, you know, smartphones. Um, but you know, you want to use these things. You really want to get away from the tech giants. You really want to de-Google here is what you do. You use, you're, you're going to end up using telegram. You can get SMS and phone calls fine. Um, because those work on independent that, that goes through your telco. Um, but again, those aren't encrypted and you know, that's a whole other thing. So telegram, you know, telegram FOSS was kind of my main recommendation that I would have to give. However, however, my for 2021, when I did, uh, during the ultimate series in 2021, my ultimate messenger pick was not telegram, nor was it signal. My pick was Threema and Threema just on March 31st, 2022. And I will link in the show notes to their blog post. Threema has come out and they've created what they called Threema push, which is here. Well, look, here's the headline to the blog post. Threema push instant notifications without Google services. Now folks, if I'm nuts, if I think that, you know, if, if somehow my opinion that notifications are a problem when it comes to privacy and potentially security, uh, why did Threema go so far as to invent an entire technology, that being Threema Push, 
to allow their messenger to work without Google services. In fact, kudos to them. They even bring up EOS. Uh, you know, like they bring up the fact that people will have Android devices that are not using Google's Android and they didn't even bother to bring up lineage OS because they know that most people that install lineage OS are also installing the Google play store. And then what the fuck does it matter? Okay. Kudos to Threema. This puts them still at the top of the list of best messaging, you know, best messengers out there. Like, it's great that in 2022, a year later after I had done the Ultimate Messenger episode, my opinion does not have to change. If anything, it is strengthened now because now you can independently, we talked about this during the Ultimate Messenger episode in 2021. Why did Threema get my top marks? Because, okay, it's a paid for app. That's great. I like that model. I'd like for you to have to pay for the app, not a subscription service. They're not selling your data, blah, blah, blah. It's a pay for app. It's a company out of Switzerland. It's a pay for app. And you can pay for it with Bitcoin. You don't have to pay for it through the Google Play Store or iOS or, you know, through the App Store. You know, you can pay for it right through their website. You can download it right through their website. It is an anonymous uh, checkout process. It's brilliant. They send you the APK. You get it. You install it. It works. That was um, that like the fact that you could buy it with Bitcoin, that it had the pay for model and all that. All of, you know, those were all a lot of the major factors. And I mean, also their code has been vetted. The, you know, Threema is now completely open source. That wasn't always true a few years ago, but Telegram, same situation. Now it's open source. So the server code, hmm. Anyway, now with Threema push, allowing you to get push notifications right away, this just puts it even higher. Brilliant, brilliant move uh, by, by Threema. And again, proving I was right companies messaging apps are recognizing google play uh, or you know google's um you know their, their their push servers are a problem and anybody that's actually given a shit about their security doesn't want that i shouldn't say that you can give a shit about your security and still use google stuff okay uh, in fact google does a lot of things right when it comes to security privacy no but security absolutely uh so, you know, I, I don't want to be that extreme, but you get, I think you get what I'm saying. You get my point that people that are extreme know that, no, I'm not going to connect to Google's fucking servers. Threema gives you that chance more so than any other app. Or like I said, there's Telegram Foss, but it's there. So this is a whole episode of solutions, like the recognition of problems. Brian Sovereign was right. Solutions are here and they are solutions of things that I have wanted for years. Gemini protocol, which is the resurgence of web 1.0. Fuck. Yeah. Threema. Okay. My top messenger actually getting its own, uh, you know, essentially its own push tech or, you know, notification push technology right on bingo problem solved. But now the shit's got to get used and that's on you. I'm going to wrap up this episode with that. I was fucking right there. I made it in four words. I will see all of you woo, on the other side.